We're hot. I'm in the mood for love. Just listen to the rhythm of my noodles. What? Noodles. Mm. I can smell the nudes. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of noodles you got that you cooked for yourself? Noodles? Did you Uh, cook them or did you go down into like a basement and get them in your thermos? With Toby Maguire. <laughs> Are you referencing the movie we just watched? I'm referencing life. Oh, no, these are kimchi noodles. So it's got kimchi in here. Where did you get them? Uh, I made them upstairs. Well, like where? From scratch? Like where the noodles come from? And uh, the noodles are ramen noodles. You just did ramen noodles and threw kimchi on it. They came from a grocery store. Did you use the uh, ramen packet seasoning? Uh, I used the it's a special kimchi ramen and it's not like oh really it's not like the 39 cent ramen it's like the bowl ones like 14 bucks the seasoning was already in the bowl yeah did you add anything else to spice it up or you just heat it up kimchi you added the kimchi or so the kimchi, kimchi was already I added. added the kimchi. So they're kimchi noodles, but it's add your own kimchi? Yeah, they're uh, kimchi like, noodles with kimchi spices. Oh. And then I added kimchi, actual kimchi into it. Wow. That sounds so like too much. There's a kimchi broth going on here. Are the noodles made of kimchi? Uh, <laughs> are they made of cabbage? Cabbage <laughs> <laughs> noodles? Yeah. That seems a little difficult. I, Let's talk I, about this for another hour. I don't know. I'm looking at the noodles. They look kind of like kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> you That's know a di- familiar voice. Do you know the difference there? Oh, yeah. Who is that? Ooh. Boy is back in know. town. Based Boy. on his ginger <laughs> face. <laughs> and the red mic. The boy is back in town. And the fact that he's wearing exactly what he wore yesterday. <laughs> no, it's, it's Ricky. Different. <laughs> That's right. Gecko here. Hey, look. Jibibbidi. Mr. Jibibbidi. Ricky's he's back, He's on the wall. He's crawling around. And guess what? And he's licking the ears. What? We didn't just let Ricky be a guest. He's a film snob, so we let him be a part of our... He's a snob, dude. Our current series always, going on. Always has, always will be. Back, baby. It's like I never left. <laughs> Ricky, what's our current series? Um, it is the directors picking movies every 10 years, and they picked them this year, and there's 100 of them, and I picked one of the ones, and it wasn't the one you picked last time. It was the one I picked this time by Wong Kar Wai, his masterpiece in the mood for love. Mm-hmm. And we were in the mood for in the mood for love, and we were feeling it simmering and boiling up in our little oh. bellies. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's hot. Yep. It's spicy. It's, it's PG, but that doesn't matter because the boy knows the images and the sounds to make you feel it even deeper yes. than if he showed it on the screen. Yes. Because I'm feeling it in my spleen Woo. that it's hot. Wow. It's hot, baby. Wow. Come it it's coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is for real though the hottest CG movie I may have ever seen. That steak scene uh had me squirming. Oh man. Yep. Just those them looking in the mirror together. Oof. Um, Ricky, before we get started, mm-hmm. I just think snobbies out there everywhere, they've been asking about you, they've been concerned about you, they've been scared for you, um, and they're just wondering, how is, how is life in Portland? Um, you know, it's been, it's had its ups and downs, 
Uh, I moved there and everything was good, except there was a lot of uh, cars on fire along yeah. the way. What? And that, I think, was a, a sign you because my car caught on fire and I was what? in it. What? <laughs> what? No way. Your and car all caught my on stuff f- burned down. No. Ricky. Ricky, no. And I lost my leg. <laughs> Ricky. Well, you've been wearing a prosthetic this whole time. Now I'm in a prosthetic. I was trying to figure out why he was hopping and (laughs) also walking. And like just looked in pain constantly. And and yearning for something lost. And why your face is red all the time and there's no skin. Yeah. You ever see Darth Vader right right before they put the mask on him? You mean Anakin before they put the mask on? <laughs> Burned up, chiseled face. And yeah. I'm homeless now. Oh, um, Ricky, no. But it's okay. Okay, can we stop this... hearing about Portland? Because <laughs> everyone's going to start crying. No, the people wanted to know, dude. They wanted uh, to know. It's quite tragic, but, you know, we persevere. Um, no, it's been really good. And okay, good. I've been having a great time, and I miss you all, and that is the saddest part of it. But other than missing all the lovely people here, it has been about as good as it could be. So, Ricky, I'm you ready. got a main squeeze now? Um, I, I squeeze main, yes. <laughs> main straight. <laughs> Way to make that as awesome as possible. <laughs> In the mood for squeeze. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Fantastic. Fantastic. So. Well, we're going to let you lead this discussion. You're an experienced man at this. uh, It doesn't mean I'm well experienced. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing ever. But that's okay. to have you back, Ricky. I'm excited to be back. And so your boys got the jitters because it's been a long time. (laughs) Got the jitters. Um, But I feel feel good. So. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We watched In the Mood for Love. It came out in the screen on the. on HBO said 2000, but I thought this came out in 2001, so I'm a little confused. I think confused. it's 2000, probably U.S. release 2001. Maybe that's what it is. It gets complicated. I spent the first 20 minutes thinking this was actually filmed in 1967. Okay. Did you really? Or 64. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It could be, honestly. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, this looks great. <laughs> like, how do they do this? This but is awesome. <laughs> this movie came out in 2000, according to this other this letterbox here, so um, we're going to go with it. 2000. Uh, Wong Kar Wai, the legend himself, a Hong Kong filmmaker who I would put in my top five to ten directors of all time. Um, I think that he kind of just has his own thing going that's really unique and special. And I think he gets like the poeticism of cinema in a way that I think... I don't know. He, he came along right after Tarkovsky, and I feel like mm-hmm. for me, it's a very different kind of poeticism, but it's like still very much like his own thing and just really like innovating cinema. And so I think like everything he's done is pretty much masterful. And um, what else has he done? We watched Chunking Express a long, long time Heck ago. Yeah. Heck yeah. That was the movie he did. No, he did another Fallen Angels also, I think, which were those two are like connected. Was and that, then he was did that this all the leaves that. are brown? Yeah. All the leaves are <laughs> brown. <laughs> <laughs> brown. <laughs> and the sky is gray. And the sky, sky is brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> um... Mm. Yeah, and then... Great up. Jerry, what's the movie you really love? I'm forgetting the name. I it's love the one a you movie called that. Ashes of Time. Yeah, Ashes it's time. a wuxia Ooh. epic. Yeah, that movie's great. What does that mean? Wuxia, wuxia is kind of like the floating martial artsy thing, kind of mm-hmm. like Crouching Tiger or Touch of Zen or The Assassin. It's a specific yeah. type of martial arts, historical, right. yeah. flowy thing. Uh, yeah, Ashes of Time is great. 2046, which is the sequel to this. Yeah. Is um, 
amazing. Yeah, I think me and Jared are on like. This movie is great, but 2046 might be his best movie. Yeah. It's a sequel to the movie we just saw. Yeah. Yep, you get a sequel. And it's got a lot of sci- it's got a lot of sci-fi in it. It's wild. Yeah. Wait. S- a sci-fi sequel to this movie yeah. from the 1960s. How dare you guys? <laughs> I'm not joking. No, no joke. We're not joking. It's real. You're not pulling my leg? No, there's it's sci-fi real. in it, and it's it touching. Works. But everyone in this movie would be dead. No. You just got to watch it. It works. <laughs> so good. It works very There's well. There's a great martial arts movie called The Grandmaster about Ip Man that he did as well. <gasps> That's that the last great. movie he did, actually, and I still haven't seen it, and I'm sad I've about seen it. That. It's so good. I made Eric I've seen that. watch it once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's just kind of iconic and has his own thing going. Um, he is a director that I find so fascinating and that he like will just write all of the movie like the day like in the morning and then they'll shoot in the evening and he'll just like come up with stuff or rewrite stuff like just impromptu and so he's just like super like just feeling the moment and like like following that and following his gut and so i think because of that like he just really uses his environment really well and you get really interesting shots and just i think the poetry of it just kind of comes from like him. I think probably just being a poetic mind that can like feel the, like mm-hmm. the spaces he's in really well and kind of just be in the characters minds and like write their own poetry as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's just like a really cool way, but I think it also comes with like weird difficulties. Like I think this movie took like three years to make or something like what they were shooting this movie forever. Yeah. This in 2046 took forever yeah. to make 2046. I think took so long that like the cinematographer was just like, I don't want to work with them anymore. This is too yeah, frustrating. Go get a backup cinematographer. Really? Prefer, yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think he's just, like, really is, like, because of that process, he's just finding it in the moment. Sometimes stuff doesn't work, and so he just, like, keeps going and rewriting and changing. And bringing it back to this movie in particular, I believe this was meant to be, like, a rom-com. And it was supposed to be, like, really, like, leaning into the comedy and, like, situational, like, humor side of it. Like, getting stuck in the room and stuff. Like, yeah, like, just, I I don't, there's, like, some, I saw some clips a long time ago from, like, that were, like, cut out of the movie that were just so vastly different from what the final product is. So it's just, like, really interesting to see how he kind of just follows what's happening. and Which I love. Yeah. And I think that's just how you get some of the more innovative stuff that he does is he just experiments until he finds what works and I think works with the actors in a way that just really lets them like figure it out as well and mm-hmm. I would say that um, so actually let me just describe this movie a little bit um, In the Hood for Love follows <laughs> really two um, people a man and a woman who move in next door in these like apartments um with their spouses respectively mm-hmm. and you never actually see the spouse of either man or woman i love that and that's so cool it's kind of suspected that they're each of their spouses that you don't see are cheating on them and with you know, each other with each other and so the movie's kind of following the two uh, spouses that are being cheated on oh is that for sure that it's with each other I guess it's yeah. not. I feel no. like it's like pretty certain. No, not only the scene, the dinner scene where they're talking about exchanges, but the scene where she goes over to the apartment and then the the woman closes the door and says, hey, your wife was here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. So she was talking to her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I just wasn't sure. It was for sure. I'm, I missed it. I'm sorry. No, That's it's okay. okay. We could also be inferring that, and like, it doesn't say it explicitly. So I think you're right, though. Okay. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, yeah, and like they like the bag and the tie thing too. That's definitely true. Um, that's true. But anyways, so at least we heavily suspect that the spouses are cheating on each other, and so um, it's kind of following the people being cheated on and like the like. I don't know, emotions they're feeling in that state while also kind of falling in love with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a spicy good time. And I feel like you just feel a lot of feelings. So I would love to hear your guys' maybe initial thoughts on the movie. Guys, this was great. (laughs) Says Eric as he's slurping the noodles. (laughs) Uh, This was a great film. This was... Very interesting. I mean, the the style was different than I think most movies that I've seen in a while. Um, do you think his style is pretty consistent with his films? Yes or, and no. I think there's a lot of long calling cards. Right, but would you say it's indicative of what we just saw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's Must different be, variations and things he's ch- he repeats, like changing. He repeats but, himself a lot. Yeah. I think it's maybe just been a while since I've seen Wong Kar Wai, but... Yeah. Just like, like, like Ricky said, the use of space and it's just like, it's very tight in some areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of repetitious sets. And so like, there's like the apartment building and that alley that they keep meeting up at. Um, there's just like a lot of similar things going on there. Um, and I just love that we just kind of keep, excuse me, keep coming back to that. Um, and um, yeah, it was just so beautiful. And I just love the fact that there wasn't any need for anything, um, you know, explicit or gratuitous. And it was just like, it was lovely and it was beautiful to watch. Um, the back third was very interesting for me though. Mm. And I just, I want to talk about that later, but um, yeah, just very different type of movie. In a sense that it, did it lose you a little bit in the last third? It lost me a little bit. Because that's how I was on my first viewing as well, believe it or not. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say that. Um, but we'll discuss that more. But yeah, mm-hmm. just a just a beautiful film. I can tell why uh, it's included on this list. It's uh, zero fat. Yeah, it's pretty high up on the list, too. I think it's like in the top 10. It's probably the highest, top 20, 10? Probably the highest 21st century movie it's uh it's one two three four ten. eight it's ten number, number ten, ten. <laughs> that is high yeah. praise <laughs> yeah it's interesting it's probably the most acclaimed 21st century movie and it's funny because it's the oldest because it's 2000 but like from like a few years after it came out people are like this is one of the greatest movies of all time which is you don't see happen a lot and who said film in the in the knots was dead? Because I definitely probably did. And not this me. Is, this is not an example. Now I just that. had to go outside America. Yo, guys, it's back. It's me. I'm back. I. Just, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Reboot. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I got a recom. It's General Quaritch here. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna go find a whale creature and ride it. 
My we name. need to talk about that after we're done with this. Yeah, we could do a mini. We could do a mini Avatar up after this, which is hot, by the way, to all you listening. Avatar Two is hot off the tracks. Jared Klopfenstein, so good. Uh, we just watched a movie about Wong, the Hong Kong Donkey Kong. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the king of the really jungle. Really, right? As I take a sip of kimchi broth. He's the king of the jungle. King of the jungle, as far as films are concerned in Hong Kong. This dude's the all timer. Love in the mood for love. Um, love the two cinematographers that worked on it. First, the great British man, Christopher Doyle, uh, one of the Wong regulars. He was replaced halfway through by Mark Lee Ping Bing, who works also a, I, I who's a legend. That. Yeah. Who, oh who works with Hu Shen a lot, did The Assassin, and did Cross Current, actually. We're big Mark Lee Ping Bing fans. Sorry, I want to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. I noticed in this, I was like, that looks like Mark Lee's, like... Uh, the like, float? The, like some, yeah, the float and like the, the stuff in the foreground that's blurred out and mm. obstructing the lens. I I was like, that feels like his stuff, but I know it's Christopher Doyle, so that's interesting that they're both like have similar styles. Nope, it was just which it was both of them. <laughs> is interesting because you can, which is why I think the last third is a little bit different because I think that's probably when Mark Lee Ping Bing came in the picture. Interesting. And somehow the two styles meld together in Wong's vision, and they don't even if you didn't know that you or know like their. Right. signature mm-hmm. kind of shots you'd probably be like oh yeah it's just another movie's doing so i love the cinematography and the colors are bonkers i don't know if it's just hong kong or if it's wong i think it's both but the colors and lighting are so good love all the food the dresses the, oh the costumes so the music God, the dresses are so there's good this, there's this latin jazz album by nat king cole that he references a couple Which times i'm gonna get on vinyl for sure kisas 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 that looked so good um and w- we can talk about it later but I am a young man, but the more I delve into literature and movies and narratives, I think um, movies that address affairs in a way that's not explicit are some of the most interesting. There's some uh, You can do some of the most interesting things narratively with affairs because there's ultimate betrayal between two people. There's like the whole secrecy of trying to keep it up. And even though you shouldn't, there's a part of you that roots for them to succeed. And then when the rugs pulled out under from you later in the movie, when you or a book, you realize the consequences. You're like, I shouldn't have liked all the secrecy they did. Shouldn't have been rooting for them in the first place. Yeah. And there's (laughs) opportunities for confession and repentance, which isn't quite what this movie did, but like, yeah, I think affairs are so interesting narratively. Yeah. Um, anyways, and, yeah, those are my first thoughts. This movie's uh, all-timer. It's, I love Wong. And oh, yeah, Tony Long and Maggie Chung. What, what great performances from those two. Chinese screen legends. Yeah, those really are, like, two of the biggest stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his greatest work was Shang-Chi, for sure. Yeah, no, he's a better in A Bride of Summer Day than Shang-Chi, I think. So you're wrong. You're wrong, am I? <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have made that joke. All right, let's move on. Come <laughs> Yeah, Eric, what was... Never mind, I won't talk about that joke you just made. Thank you. As you can tell, we love Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We love the movie. Thank you. We love it. Yeah, that's it. This you guys should go watch it. Uh, uh, have a good one. Pretty much next, all we can say about it. See you next week yeah. on the pod. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine uh, if we released a 15-minute episode. Yeah, we've done it. 
we, we're gonna we're gonna do it for Avatar too. <laughs> no, I was talking about Avatar two for an hour. Let's get uh, the appropriate amount of time. <laughs> two minutes. No, I, I don't really. I, again, I don't have any real plan or thoughts here. But uh, yeah, I guess I'd just be interested. Eric, you were kind of mentioning like, or asking about like his style. I guess I'd be interested. Like, and you were saying how it feels pretty different from movies you've watched recently. So I'd be interested to hear maybe more about like. Mm-hmm. what in particular about the style was like fascinating to you or felt different and like how was it effective um <clears throat> well i and i think this is just a part of chinese culture as well that everything felt very tight very kind of compartmentalized and um people are bumping into each other um <clears throat> you mean just of, like from a space standpoint yeah from a space standpoint it's 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 um there weren't a lot of places for the camera to go and so there were a lot of repeat shots and so you see actors coming into some very similar shots but now they're wearing a different dress but now it's morning but now it's so it's just like the passage of time is very interesting in this film because i don't really know the only indicator for me from day to day is if um, she's wearing a different dress or he's wearing a different tie or, um, you know, she goes to work or um, that one scene where they're just in his room all day, which mm-hmm. which felt like half the square footage of this room that we were in right yeah. now. <laughs> and there's not even a bed in here. Right. And so... Yeah, just a lot of like tight shots, um, very, very close shots on the face, um, and just lingering shots. Um, I don't know. It was just very, it was very artistic, uh, in its, in its, um, framing, um, which I think lent, it lent it to be, I mean, it was very beautiful. It was very beautiful to watch. Um, and it was just very different. Um, but yeah, I don't want to immediately say it's because, you know, it was a film that came out of Hong Kong, and that's why it felt different. But um, most movies that I'm seeing coming out of China and, and Japan, um, I'm just like, I love them. I, I think they're so fresh and so different. And um, I don't know. You did, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm just alone in that, but just like the fact that I just get so used to how things are either framed or filmed here, but it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah. It does a lot of like slow-mo or even the slow-mo was great. He slows down the frame rate a lot, <coughs> which is interesting where it's yeah, like, I it's kind that. of slow-mo, but like there's kind of jitters in yeah. between the little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a little more maybe tasteful in this compared to like chunking where he was like totally first using that. Yeah. Yeah. He, Cause he doesn't do it a ton, but when he does, it makes you feel the, I don't know if impermanence of a moment or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of fade to black in this, which I like a lot. Mm, yeah. And a lot of the like hidden, like cuts kind of deal too, like at one shot kind of bleeding into another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the editing feels elliptical where it's like, it doesn't announce itself as like, this is the end of a scene or, mm-hmm. um, you're kind of thrown into the next thing without even being able to get closure from the previous one. And it all just kind of flows into each other in this sort of transient state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He seems like, I, I think one of the like 
I feel is a more common focus for him is just like time and space and how that like plays into like just everything. And so I, I feel like there's just like this poetic understanding of like, I mean, this movie's like right or like right people, wrong time or like right place, wrong time sort mm-hmm. of deal, I think is like a recurring piece of it. But also just like, as you were mentioning, Eric of like, just like it's the exact same place and the repetitions <laughs> through that and it like changing. And I think there's like a certain level of like, like the stairwell of like, yeah, like there's, there's, a, stairwell. there's right an emotional place, like time. resonance to that space because of the re- repeated like meetings there. And maybe mm-hmm. even like, and like what that represents or like the longing of having that meeting happen again. And so like maybe all the time in between those two meetings is just like, you know nothing to them and it's like all about like that exact moment in time and a couple of those meetings i could tell like even though it wasn't said with words i could tell that he was now going at a certain time because he knew that he would bump into her Mm -hmm. which is like that's so beautiful who would have thought a desire to not cook at home would lead to romance you know both of them were just like i don't want to cook at home and then they keep running into each other at the noodle shop every night yeah like wear my best silks yep um, <laughs> yeah, and I think just like the visual texture in that moment, and it slowed down, and it has this like this like uh, I don't know, like music motif playing over it. That's oh, just like that was so the best. That was so great. And you got so you, you got so jazzed every time that came on. It's so good. And it's so good. I, it's so good. I, I was so like I, again. I'm not in a um, a uh, what's the word you said? Like a the the cheating relationship, yeah, but just no. like fair, but like yeah, fair, but like I, I guess like ha- being in a relationship right now, like just more like I don't, I feel like you can just feel those like emotions, or at least I am feeling those a little bit harder in like a movie like this. So just mm-hmm. I don't know, even just like the complicated feelings of like of that exact moment where they like cross each other and it's like raining outside, but there's like these like steamy noodles coming off the <laughs> the stove, and steamy noodles. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just, so it sexual. Was just a, it was a flurry of emotions, and it was just, like, really interesting. And Can I yeah. ask a question? We were talking about the yeah. rep- repeated spaces. Was there, like, a uh, one of the spaces that held the most resonance for you on this watch? Oh, definitely. I think the... Um, the side of the building totally me too the side of the building so good the bars on the window um they just keep coming back to that spot it's like their spot it's like where everything kind of got ignited it's where they rehearsed conversations it's where they were trying to go in for the first move when they both knew that they were getting cheated on Mm -hmm. it's where they met in the rain multiple times that's what i like i'm like they're sheltering from the rain together i'm like are they finding the shelter from the rain in each other right now and this is Mm -hmm. the space that represents that to him relationship yeah kind of just like but still feeling kind of trapped with those like almost like prison windows and yeah like bars on the windows that was great symbolism Uh, yeah i don't know i just feel like he gets a lot of visual and then that scene where he's like standing there and then by himself yeah and then it cuts to day they have to go home separate to keep up appearances (laughs) and he just like stands there alone because that's like one of their places he's like I feel like I'm with her if I'm here rather than at home yeah it's funny for me it's the exact same but I I feel like that shot also kind of points to just the like this is never gonna work kind of deal like at at the end he is gonna be alone even if he's like going there to feel that like it's like that's this ain't it this is not it at all <sighs> yeah how about 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else on site. Anyways, yeah, I loved the side of that building. It's so good. It made me feel things. Ooh, Eric. You want a joint? Sure. Okay. Get us a little Hit something. Me up. I want some sesame oil. <laughs> Hit me up. I want sesame syrup. That's, yeah. Um, Jared, is there any, uh, you have any thoughts on his style? Or? Oh, on style. Um, or like, what about Wong Kar Wai in particular? Just like, is I think, alluring I to think you? there's, well, obviously, cause it, I say, I starting to say this more as I get older. Cause I think it's just true. If it just looks good, you just know it looks good. If you've seen enough stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really attracted to the way his things look. Mm-hmm. Just know. And the, just, I think, um, Editing's probably the most underrated, underutilized thing in movies because a lot of, at least American movies, will just be like, get your coverage, get your uh, spatial shot, get your close-ups, get, get your the over reactions. the shoulders, and you just get the reaction because yeah. you're just trying to tell the story. And he's like, I'm more interested in what the um, emotion of the thing is mm-hmm. or the... I feel like this is a movie that's, I feel like most of his movies are just drenched in melancholy. And for some reason with the colors and the way the camera moves and how it kind of edits and kind of keeps you always in this mind state of having to guess or, um, knowing that the moments that you're in are passing so fast and you're never going to get them back. Mm -hmm. He does that with editing a lot. And he sometimes uses voiceover too, or like these little poetic, um, like spoken word poetry on top of the visual. Yeah. And, Oh, you're talking about when they put the actual poem text on the screen. The poem texts are so good in this. They tell exactly what the movie's doing. Like, especially at the end where it's like, well, the beginning, it's something about looking back at memories and knowing you're never going to have them again. And at the end, it's like, he's looking at things through a dusty window and he like, can't see it clearly anymore because it's gone and it's never coming back. Like those things don't exist anymore. And it's like, somehow he's internalized that so much that the camera and the movement and the editing gives off that vibe. Even if you didn't see that text, I don't think. Yeah. And I mean, even uses like shots through a a mirror that is like kind of crumbling and covered in dirt and stuff. And yeah, there's just so many textured image or like, yeah, through like a blurry kind of curtain or yeah, just, and because he, um, doesn't have like a first second third act script thing you don't know always where it's going to go next mm-hmm. um and sometimes that is why there's repetition because he's thinking about the same thing so it's going to go back on the screen again yeah interesting mm, yes 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 and then mark lee ping bangs floating camera back and forth i mean oh, can't get over that I, was, I think that was one of my favorite shots when they're both sitting on both sides of the wall. Mm, mm-hmm. Or I thought that, oh, yeah. I thought that's yeah. what you were talking about, but yeah. maybe that's it wasn't. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then, yeah. Yeah. So then it just kind of floats back and forth. No. Yeah. He does this cinematographer. I don't know why more people don't do it. I think they're starting to do it, but it's like, it just, yeah, kind of hovers over to the left then hovers back to the right and then hovers back. And it's just like, yeah, is a way of getting the space and kind of calming to, Mm-hmm. There was one shot I thought was super fascinating, and I'm sure it's been used in other things, but I just thought it was really unique, was when um, Tony Leung's character is, like, walking down the red hallway, and it's, like, freeze frame, where, like, he's, like, mid-stride, but the camera's moving backwards. And That's so good. It's like Yeah, it's like, like 
Yes. Frozen in time, but like the camera's still moving. I thought he was mid stride. I thought yeah, that. And then yeah. I was like, is he just standing still? Well, I mean, probably like to make shoot the shot. Yeah. He like had him stand there mid stride, but it like looks like it's like frozen in time and it's like really wild. Great. Wild. I love that. Which I think is probably Tony Lung's character, especially when you watch 2046 too, is so stuck in this, these moments with this woman mm-hmm. that, the rest of his life he's not really able to escape it even though he can't even see it clearly anymore yeah when does that sequel take place uh, or uh, when was it shot uh, he shot it right after shot it right after but, but it took it, like three years it took so long <laughs> yeah okay so, wow okay so it was also the early 2000s because the sequel's also way more complicated i think right yeah sequel's got like three storylines going on at the same time yeah and like a bunch of revolving characters and it's way different it's like way different than this movie well that's kind of like other than the melancholy that's kind of like tone express had like didn't that else also have three different yeah kind of had two like main storylines <clears throat> right i guess well, I guess three. I don't yeah. know. They're kind of going on at the, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. Was there a, a favorite shot by anybody? That was mine. What was it? The fl- the floating. So oh, the, sh- the back and forth the sh- from the, the wall. Explain yeah, it. Because it happens pretty far into the movie. Yeah, he's sitting on his side of because they're they're next door neighbors, and so he's sitting on on his side and um i can't remember exactly what he's doing is he eating he's looking at the rice cooker he's looking at the rice cooker that's right and then it and then it pans kind of over like it goes over into her apartment with the wall kind of being seen and you kind of and it pans over in in one clear shot uh and then she's sitting on her side and she is drinking tea i think and there's a pot in the background that's boiling and steaming over and she's just kind of leaning in her chair. Um, and then it pans back to him and then it pans back to her. Um, I, I believe because they are thinking of each other. Um, yeah. Is what the shot conveys to me. Yeah. Um, but like, it's still like a massive distance between them and that. Hmm. <coughs> oh. mm. You felt that? Like rift, yeah. Are we, are we talking, we're talking right. about the one with like the black, like it's like the wall. It's like going through the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah why do you think? Because um, it appears that speaking of that shot, this a uh, quote unquote affair seems to be purely emotional. It's never acted upon in the movies. There's one handhold, maybe two. There's never a kiss or anything beyond that. I find that I'm of the opinion <coughs> that there is no kiss ever and right it wasn't just that he didn't choose to show it it's just that it never happened but that's interesting i because i would have said the last two t- this is my third time viewing the yeah movie. i would have said the last two times that the images when they're in the the like red curtain room and they have the weird lighting on their face looking in the mirror yep. that to me was like a visual symbol of like the physical okay. intimacy of the moment and they're in that almost like hotel room yeah but this time I, I asked that question. I was like, or is it just that like, it's a certain level of like emotional intimacy yeah. that they're, they're almost like being th- because their spouses are so just not there for them that mm-hmm. they're just like seeking out an emotional intimacy with each other. Mm-hmm. Like a surrogate. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because it, it does feel like throughout the movie that they are just playing uh, husband and wife for each other. 
<clears throat> like no, you're, you're right. Like no mm. kind of physical intimacy, but they are playing the part of the husband, even in the dinner scene where they're just like, Oh, you even kind of talk like him. You know, he would be really sweet in that moment too. Um, you know, kind of, you know, trading quips and, and, and it just like, it just like felt like they were kind of filling the shoes of who those people are for them because they're distant because they're not there because they are cheating on them. Yeah. It's almost like I love it when you don't, I forgot that it was a rehearsal, but they're rehearsing Mm -hmm. their own goodbye. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just kind of wanted to see how something like how this would start. Um, Mm -hmm. but then the feelings crept up on me and like realizing that he loves her. And it's like, that's probably exactly what happened. He was just like, man, this is happening. Let's, <clears throat> you're the person that understands because you're next door and our spouses are the ones each having an affair with each other. So let's like rehearse how this would even happen. Man, that's that's how good the writing is. In that moment, I thought he was telling her. So did I. And I've seen it how, twice. How <laughs> he, I still thought that. How he feels about her and, and not I, how his, her husband both, feels though, about right? his mistress. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's supposed to sound so close. It is both. That it that it could be both. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, that's how it happens, right? It's like, you mm-hmm. don't go into it. Usually, some mm-hmm. people do, like wanting to have an affair, but then it's like you let yourself go and it crept up on you and they both realized it. And even though their spouses are dumb, they like didn't want to... I think they, they said it at one like point. Them. They didn't want to be like them, so yeah. they never went all the way with it which yeah. i is almost more tragic yeah. i think it's, it's i think it's right. really interesting with this story in particular because you just brought up like these kinds of stories in general and just like through the like framing of the story that like they're the ones being cheated on and like, mm-hmm. i feel like it builds a certain level of like oh yeah like you're rooting for them at, at like yeah. a different level because it's just like they're not totally just being pieces of like yep. you know it's like right. you really feel for like the position they're in and like just wanting to be loved that's where i think it's like unique as an affair story because yeah it's got that where like you have the immediate <coughs> empathy because both of their spouses are doing it and then there's no quote-unquote consummation of it ever and then there's not even a like emotional confession or repentance of the emotion of their emotional affair being it's bad. like an understood thing it's more like an understood thing yeah and they the guy just leaves because he's like i'm in love with you and i can't take it anymore right rather than i'm going to do the wrong thing and he's like i've already done that and yeah it's just like the layers of the differences yeah. versus the typical affair story or and how much would really your, interesting and how much would your emotions have changed if yeah. they had dipped down to the level of you know it, it would have been a completely different narrative I think it would so. have been a completely different feeling within your gut about these people they all of a sudden wouldn't have had the moral high ground even though they were emotionally cheating on 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 their on their spouses for some reason the physical intimacy that's the thing that matters yeah. even even though an emotional intimacy is the thing that is 90% of a marriage yeah <laughs> right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> You know and what I'm in saying? stories, we kind of just, we use the physical as a representation of it. Right. I think in stories, and he's like, I'm not even going to go there because it doesn't need that representation. Yeah. It which is, is why years, that powerful without it. Which is why years later, when she, when, when she says his name, she starts crying. Yeah. 
She's like, oh my God, I completely, I mean, I didn't forget <laughs> about him, but I, I, I didn't know how powerful those feelings were still inside my chest. Which I think um, narratively subverts the confession that happens in a lot of these movies mm. where they're like, I did it and I'm sad. Cause like neither of them do. He does the, the this thing where he, uh, they said to, he heard this thing about you cut a hole in a tree and then you speak a secret into it and then you mm. place mud over it. He's an anchor Watt and he's at the end of the movie and he speaks the secret into the, like a ruin into a temple. ruined temple, which what an image. And it's like, <coughs> we all know what he's saying. He's saying, like, mm-hmm. I'm in love with her and all this stuff, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And he just covers it up with grass and mud mm-hmm. rather than actually confessing, mm-hmm. which is why he's frozen in time because he can never let go of it. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Keep the secret forever. Yeah. Anyways, I just think it's great. Ricky, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, we're this about. is a genius. Oh, you just mentioned her crying, and that wouldn't say it's maybe my favorite shot, but the moment where it's um, Maggie Chung's character where she goes to the like red room and like misses him, and she sits down in front of the mirror, and it's just this long shot of her just like crying, but it's mm-hmm. like not this like overacted like bawling crying. It's just like the tears falling like as her face is still, right? And it just sits on it for a while, and yeah, I don't know. I just think that's like brilliant and mm. so good. It's so good. Like he taps, he really taps into something here in a brilliant way. In a way that's like. This is really, really good. <laughs> it's like it really, really good. Understands the emotion of it and um, transcends culture. I mean, it doesn't. It uh, forget the fact that this is, you almost do forget the fact that this is like a Chinese film. Yeah, it transcends culture for it's, sure. It's it's um, and and I, I find it very interesting Which, that. What? Go ahead. I was saying, and that's like the beauty of art, right? Is when we can like, right? Be, like, have no un- really understanding of what it looks like to live literally on the other side of the world, and like still feel these feelings and like come together as human beings and like shared feelings and emotions and yeah. There's very but few it, cultural beats that like ground this with like the mahjong and the noodles and stuff. But yeah. like outside of that, like you're you're in this space with them and that is something that's not even i do think what he does with their response to the affair is a little more eastern than western Mm. i think what a western movie would like want the christian repentance and moment Mm. or like or it would be like a total rejection of that and saying love overall like I'm gonna leave my other husband because this love's more important because that's who I am now. Where this does neither, and it's more of like they feel kind of shame over it, and instead of having a confession moment, they just go like zen about it, mm. and just like I'm just gonna cover it up, and I'm gonna have self control. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna speak about it anymore. I'm gonna try not to think about it, even though it's dominating my thoughts all the time, and that's gonna be it. Well, and I feel like we also that could just be me no. thinking that. No, no, well, I, agree, I think I there's agree. like a, I mean, at least traditional Western media, there's always like you want full resolution or like a moral tale, yeah. uh, you know, coming out of it. Whereas I feel like this just feels like also just real in a way, like just like oh, like right people wrong time, it passed and it just didn't work out, and like there's no like I don't know 
trying to put together this grand plot where they can come back together. It's like they just missed each other. Yeah. I mean, they both had kids with their uh, spouses, I think. Only, only she did. Only she well, did. I thought he had a son. I don't nope. think so. Yeah. We Ping, didn't Ping was his son. No. Ping. <laughs> Ping was his son. Yeah. Dirty Ping. <laughs> no, yeah. We didn't We didn't see the child, but I thought I, I thought our, there was a bit of narrative where he was talking to the person who owned his apartment. Oh, maybe. And he said uh, something about, oh, oh no, no, it's just him the, and his son. The, the person in the apartment said just her and her son. Yeah. And then uh, it cuts to her, like, with her kid yeah got it got it got it yep. okay and then he looks at the door for yep. a very, for a very long time that he does but doesn't do anything about it well it, the, the shot Can't. the shot cuts without the shot cuts with him still looking at the door yeah and oh man god what a shot Jared do you have a favorite shot hmm um, I love all the Anchor Watt stuff. I love him whispering the secret in and then the shot of the grass on the hole over. Because just thematically, I'm like, that's yeah, which, heavy. Um, I, since we're just digging into everything, we had talked after the movie was over, but before we started the podcast, of like, why are we in Cambodia? And it shows like this kind of historical footage of Cambodia. Did you want to share that, Jared? Yeah, Wong Kar Wai. I looked it up because I wanted to know why. Wong Kar Wai was like, well, first off, I just wanted to always go to Anchor Wat, so... <laughs> There's that. Incredible. We're going there, um, baby. And then second, he like he's like, um, <clears throat> there's a shot of all these people waiting for Charles de Gaulle to show up, which kind of shows the end of French Indochina and the beginning of the Vietnam War. And he's like, I'm less interested in the political similarities and more just showing another um, aspect of waiting, another kind of waiting. Like they're all waiting for him to arrive, even though they're. Um, full of this anger at everything that's going on around them, which is pretty obvious that that's what's going on within mm-hmm. our protagonist. Um, hmm. And Anchor Watts just kind of this civilization of we don't know what happened, but it's ruined now, and there's you can still kind of feel the time of what was there, even though it's lost. So I think it's a fascinating place to end the movie, actually, yeah. even though it's like, it's just because he wanted to go there, but then he goes there and uses it to its potential without getting overly political about it, which is why yeah. I think it transcends yeah. actually. Yeah. And I think just even like the visual texture behind like something that you can tell is sacred, but it's like crumbling away, but mm-hmm. it's still standing at the same time. And it's just a great like, landscape for his soul. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was about to ask why he chose a ruin instead of a tree on a mountain. Mm. Which I think that's just brilliant too, where it's like he says the po like I feel like it would have been like, oh he just went to the tree and did the thing and you're like, oh he did what he said, but it's like he's still doing the same thing, but it's still different and it hits like a deeper level at the same time by it being like the ruin and, you would think and I want to know why that is. And you would think the character wouldn't go there with the goal of doing that, but he's probably there and he's feeling all of that. Like this place is matching what my soul is like. And he's like, and I, this is a place that has a lot of secrets at times, never going to know. So I'm just going to do that here instead. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Would be my guess. A place that already holds many secrets. Yeah. Has seen many things. Yep. And has withstood, maybe withstood the test of time. And Even I will, though it feels and I like it's also. crumbling and dead at the same time. Right fascinating um and there's like the interesting shot of like the one of the monks like staring at him as he's whispering that's right yeah apparently yeah, there was like a monk massacre there at some point dang 
um, back in the day. Good grief. So that's probably that. Not to get too off topic, but you said we don't know what happened at Angkor Wat. What do you mean? We don't fully know how it collapsed. There's no history. No, there's no written history of it. Because it was it was basically <clears throat> just monk temples, and they didn't keep records? Yeah, no. Kind of thing? Um, there's a great... There's this... Uh, podcast called fall of civilizations that does an app on it that, okay it's funny that I do shows like that all in. civilizations that we don't know how they ended or we do it's basically like either a stronger power comes in they tear themselves apart or weather and most of the time it's weather it's like it's, it's like, like there's drought or there's yeah. like a crazy volcano eruption <laughs> or like there's flooding and they can't recover their crops and then everyone dies or there's an illness yeah. it's like that's most of the time how empires fall which is it's like all those uh, mayan ruins that yeah. are like engulfed by trees it's like yep they were engulfed by trees after stuff happened and then they all got ill because of westerners coming over with I mean, that's obvious yeah but yeah wild 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 um okay. but my favorite shot this time was actually near the beginning. Mm. It's the um, the kind of ovally window. Yes, Ooh. where the the one time we do get a glimpse of the main character's wife, we don't see her face, but we see the back of her on the phone. And it's like something about that shot. It just I didn't remember that that's where she was going to be because I haven't seen this movie for like five or six years. It just felt heavy, mm. and it felt like something was wrong hmm. and uh yeah it's like the origin of all of his feelings in a way mm -hmm. because there isn't that relationship there and just I, that one brief shot and her talking on the phone and it shows the window again later where he like walks in there and she's not there which is also thematically telling now that i think about it hadn't even thought about that but um i like got anxiety on that when i saw the second time he went to the when he went to the window yeah like I don't know. something about it worked for me i don't know you know what works for me and now i'm thinking about it now is the choice to not show us the spouses mm -hmm. is almost like even we don't get to see these people yeah like they are not seeing their spouses because they're always traveling so much and yes they see their faces like yeah but like we get that feeling that even we are not able to see these people or we're not seeing who they are or we're missing them or we're just seeing them from behind and so we never really understand who they are and it's like it does it does two things it does that for me where like i'm i'm feeling like they're absent in my mind also um but then also it draws the attention to who matters in the story yeah it's not about the people having the affair it's about the people left in the wake of the affair it's about the people picking up the pieces yeah and trying to make sense of what their marriage is now and I find that so effective. <laughs> and it's super interesting perspectively, too, because almost every single thing in the movie, whether it's on him or on her, um, it has to do with something related to the other person. Like at the beginning, there might be a couple establishing things where that's not the case. Mm -hmm. But like outside of that, if you're looking at the movie as if like, yeah, it's someone looking through a dusty old window trying to see what happened or looking for things that are lost, like 
when it's on him, he's always either thinking about her or someone's talked to him about her or they're together. And when it's on her, she's either thinking about him or yeah. Reminiscing. It's like, it's like they're so consumed with each other, even in the movie that like, there's no world outside of that, that we're shown, which which is why I think the editing kind of like goes like that sometimes, which is again, like the whole repetition thing, right? It's like, if you're like, I don't know. It's like you're like crushing on someone and you like see them once a week and you're just like the rest of the weeks you went anticipating that one time where you get to like be with that person and see them even if it's so super brief. Or in this and case, so it's like if this is like the memories and noodles, yeah. So like, yeah, the like kind of dusty memories of like this love. Like, yeah, I think it just it works really well in that way. Mm. Um, yeah. I want to go back to something earlier. Why do you think you were lost in the last third? <clears throat> I think it was slower. Yep. Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that was happening, in my opinion. Uh, I did like a couple second dozers uh, a couple of times, mm-hmm. where like I found myself like my eyes getting super heavy. Um, at no part do I feel like I slept during this film so yeah. that was good but um definitely got a bit dozy and i was just like oh man things are getting real peaceful real kind of like slow um yeah and i don't know if that's the tonal shift that we we're talking about before with the with the people kind of tagging in um but yeah i don't really have any other explanation besides that ricky did you feel a, um. a difference I didn't really or feel not. it strongly. I think maybe subconsciously a tiny bit, but I feel like it's also like the, as like the relationship in a way is like fizzing yeah, out. Totally. And so That's what I think, I, it is. I think it's like, you're also feeling that. And I, and, and so at that point it's like, it's like intentional. And so I think you're kind of just like feeling the mess of it a little more. And it's like, I like that. Yeah. And then, I and like then I think lot. that ending really brings it together for me. So whatever I'm feeling in that, like I think the end is just like brilliant. And so I, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with you. It's like the intrigues fizzling out a bit. The secrecy's kind of getting old after so long. And they're both kind of just like stuck in their melancholy that it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. But where's it, our umbrellas of Schimborg moment dude, oh. where they get to like see each other and like the kid is in the car and fun fact, <laughs> they did shoot scenes with both of them meeting at anchor Watt and they, did they, they decided not to do it. Interesting. Just, he decided to, to not use it. Interesting. There's probably so much cut footage. From There's this. so much cut footage from this. I think it's good that he didn't cause it yeah. brings the, uh, that longing lost more fully than oh, like yeah. the meeting at the end. Yeah. yeah. But could you, could you wrap something up for me? Um, when he went to Singapore, mm-hmm. he asked if she wanted to come, yeah. like, let's break that down. Um, she was crying mm-hmm. because she didn't want to go or couldn't go. Probably felt she couldn't. So she but, didn't. So she didn't. So he took his friend, right? His friend was already there. His friend's the one who told him to come to Singapore. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So they're meeting up. She then goes to Singapore and Briefly. goes into yeah. his room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Amazing. And that's why something was missing because that was like a pre thing or was that after something was missing? In this room? I think that's a quick flashback. Yeah. I think it was yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. why something was missing. So which, like it doesn't explain itself that way, which I love. Right. But you know, it, that's fine. You can piece it together in your head and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But okay. 
So then she, and she never told him that she was there. Nope. But then she like calls him, which is interesting. She calls him while she's there when he's without at work. speaking. Without yeah, speaking. When he's at work. And it's almost like she's flirting with I the idea and gets some, cold feet. I don't feet. know. That's the one moment in this movie where I'm like, I don't know if this happened or if it's just symbolic. I feel like most everything happened and I'm like, is this just symbolic? But maybe it did. No, happen. that felt like it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess like was that was because I, I also, Eric, I think what you're saying so far, I was asking Jared about the same scene where it's yeah. like, it feels the most perplexing of the movie to me. And I do wonder if it's like, again, that whole like, just like wrong timing, like motif is just kind of coming to a head there where it's like literally just like he wasn't in his apartment when she showed up and like so it didn't work out even on that level like and so them. like somewhere in the hour two hours that she's waiting for him she decides this is wrong because and then, and then takes her slippers back and is gone because you know what's interesting is because like when he gets another apartment they kind of have this moment where they feel very relaxed and they're like singing in the apartment and they're doing a bunch of stuff and I think they're drinking and, and they're just having fun because the neighbors aren't around and because there's no gossip and they mm-hmm. feel very free. Like how much more so would it have been if he was in the apartment and she had come there? I think they would have gotten physical in their relationship in that moment. Probably. Well, Even they were both further removed. divorced at that point, I think, too, weren't they? Oh, I did not. I, I, don't know. I didn't know they got divorced. In Singapore? Or is that what we're talking about? My, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it shows her hand. It shows a ring on it. Yeah. I don't know if legally they could get divorced at that okay, time. Well, at least like, at least like maybe not legally, yeah, but like yeah. they like, she's not wearing her ring and he's like fully left his wife mm-hmm. or like she left him. So mm-hmm. anyways, I, I guess just like at that point they're like, yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it just even, even more of a, like a removal from their, their, their milieu where they're like, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's where she, A, kind of realized, <coughs> yeah, this is probably not a good idea. But if he had been there, I mean, I think things would have kind of gone off a little bit. Yeah, maybe. So good. Uh, my favorite shot, I don't know if this is my favorite shot, but it was a shot that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumpies. Which is when they're, they were outside kind of saying, he was like saying, I'm going to leave and um, because this is like too much and I can't take it. And they do the last like hand hold <sighs> and he walks away and she like moves her own hand up her arm. And I don't like, the, again, just the like sensory like of that image. I don't like, I just got goosebumps <laughs> like seeing that and just like felt that and just thought it was, it was really good. That's expected. great. Oh, she's feeling it. So is Ricky. Oh man. So are we all. What a good film. What about Mr. Koo coming home drunk though? Eric was dying. <laughs> dude, that was such a good scene. It was pretty dang he funny. He was blind drunk, dude. His eyes were rolling in the back of his head. He was drooling. He was being carried by like three people. <laughs> his face was so red. <laughs> and then the next day, he shows up with like a bandage on his head. Like, yeah. he, like he probably like ran into something or something. Oh, oh God. Man. That was great. <laughs> 
in the mood for drunk. Well, I feel like this is a movie we could keep talking about for a while, but oh. I think we've kind of, we've, we've done a pretty good job. I feel job. like we did a good summer, sum yeah. up. There's more things we could cover, yeah, but, but sure. I think, I, like, sure. it's one of those movies, I was also telling Jordan about this a little bit while you were setting up, Eric, but, like, I feel yeah. like it's one you could watch over and over again, and you could really pick it apart, and I'm sure there's, like, there's so much, like, symbolism and like stuff going on in each image and like there's just like everything's being used to like its full potential Mm -hmm. but really it just works emotionally where you like don't need to actually like fully notice those things and it's like hitting you subconsciously and it just yeah just like really works well and i think as you were saying eric i think it communicates things no matter what like culture you're a part of Mm. or um what your like knowledge of hong kong in the 60s is like like it just kind of I think just has an emotional resonancy that is impactful and beautiful and unique and one of a kind and a brilliant and a masterpiece and Top I hope Wong Kar Wise Shanghai Blossoms or whatever it's called hope it's good is, is ever comes out I think next year it's supposed to miniseries <gasps> 10 years in the Ooh. making I don't know if actually what? but like it's been 10 years since yeah. Grandmaster came out so um, wow we need more Wong Kar Wai in the need world. Wong. Wong um, almost directed House of Gucci. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah, he developed a lot of House of Gucci and then eventually it didn't work out. Because that's like, really, wow. it hasn't been like That would have been way different of a movie. Wow. There hasn't been 10 years of this series, but it's like been like 10 years of like picking up projects and yeah. then not panning out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropping stuff, so. But yeah, you hit it on the head, more. Ricky. It's emotionally resonant universally, no matter where you're from. He's a genius. Got some deep things that most movies don't cover, and it just looks looks so dang it Incredible. looks and sounds it looks so amazing. good the lighting the colors and the sh- shot composition we've been talking about the acting a lot but oh, acting so good it's brilliant like truly the movies that have come out of the united states in the early 2000s yep. i feel i don't love a lot of the, the <laughs> not movies i think it's a bad time in our filmmaking i mean yes some bangers have come out in the early 2000s but God, this was, this just did not feel like it was made in the early 2000s. It was feels timeless. so truly timeless. good. It feels timeless. This could have come out like 60 years ago. It could come out It could come out last year and we'd be like, this Absolutely. is amazing. Yeah. I'm like, why can't we make movies like this anymore? There's great movies coming out, but like yeah, nothing yes. like this. Oh, it's because it's, it's Wong. But there's more Indeed. Wong to be had, hopefully. <laughs> More Wongs to be right. But yeah, Tony, my boy Tony (laughs) is like one of the best actors of all time, I think. Tony Lung is one of the best actors of all time. Truly. He's in so many good movies. Mm, mm. Because he's also in like some Hu Xiao Shen stuff too. Hu Xiao Shen, some Sang Yimou stuff. Um, He's not encouraging, is he? He might. I don't think that's. I'm, I no, think I'm the, having a false memory. No, I'm thinking of the other guy. Yeah. That's, there's like two guys that I mix up that are kind of the two Chinese screen legends in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. But, yeah. but all right. Well, thanks everyone for joining. <sighs> Thank you, Ricky. Thanks, Ricky, for being for back. Being We're gonna miss you when you leave again. again. Bless but us. I'll be back. I think pretty soon, at least virtually. Yeah. Look out, guys. In a few weeks, we're gonna be doing our 2022 wrap up where we do our top tens and superlatives. So Hondo, Hondo. I cannot wait for that. Cause that's 20, a good one. Cause I feel like last year our movies were pretty similar in the top yeah. 10. I think this year it's going to be freaking different. all over the place. <laughs> Cause we have a lot of different opinions about what's good this year. I think so. Well, think, well, what all of us in the room have the same opinion on is that the new avatar actually pretty good. Oh yeah. Cut here. Not we're going to do bad. a mini. Should we do a mini avatar app for like 10 minutes? <laughs> 
That or we just talk about if it on you the have, end of this episode. If you have no you interest, just if you have no tune interest, tune out. Yeah. I think we gotta do a separate ten minute app. Okay, guys. <laughs> Let me paint the picture.